0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void were prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Hogs Haven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. You can find us at hogshaven.com, at Hogshaven on Twitter, and on Facebook. I am your host, Molly Maul, Jamal force, you can find me on Twitter at LetMall Tell It. Do not forget the you. The good man Damon is in this thing. Uh post gaming it with us uh to, to recap the, the Minnesota Vikings 20 to 17 victory against the, the Washington Commanders. And what really was a very winnable game for the Commanders as it showed uh what 50 minutes into the game? You had 10 minutes left that you had to secure this for Washington. And um in those last 10 minutes for Washington, uh they they found a way to really fumble and earl every single ounce hey. of food and, and, and solid, whatever they had in their system, earled it all up on that football field. And, and Minnesota Vikings took advantage of that opportunity and those gifts that, that Washington gave them. Um and, and, and I'll, I'll start there, Damien, first off, how you doing? But secondly, um, you, 10, 10 points is not a, a insurmountable lead for anybody. And, and for no. you to go up ten points and 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 have that ten point lead in the yeah. fourth quarter with ten minutes left to go, uh, first off, that's a good sign. But secondly, the way you were playing <laughs> in that first half kind of kind of left the window open for Minnesota to believe that entire time that hey, we can we can have five minutes left on the clock. <laughs> all we need is is just that one glimmer of hope, that one mistake that Heineke tried to give them in that first half or or excuse me, the, the beginning of the second half. Um, with the, the Curtis Samuel touchdown. Uh and, and we're back in this thing, and, and lo and behold, everything worked out in the Vikings' favor. Uh and in and, and the momentum, just as quickly as Washington got it, flipped right back into the hands of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, how you feeling? And what are your, your opening thoughts about this game?
0: Well, it's nice to be back on the pod, man. Uh it's been I've been very busy recently. Uh absolutely, with, man. Congratulations of, with everything that you yeah, got
1: going on, though. Yeah,
0: appreciate you, man. I, I yeah, I have a lot going on as Jamal mentioned. And last week I was actually supposed to get on the pod. And I told him that I actually lost my voice. And the thing is, uh, lo and behold, that was actually the beginning of me having the flu. That was actually oh, the first time. Lord. So I had the flu. I, li- I literally just like today's like the first day where I felt normal since like the, over the last like seven days. So lo and behold, me losing my voice was actually the beginning of strep throat and the beginning of the flu. So, uh, you know, what's yeah. crazy, Brad, like I had I was sick all
1: that. Uh... So yours was last week. I felt oh. good last last sunday and and yeah. last saturday but that week that week leading into the game was where i was messed up i had a i had a i had some type of virus i don't know what it was but thank yeah. god it wasn't the flu it, it was probably bro, like was some bad. some bad cold but sore throat sweats night sweats yeah it's yep. like 65 degrees in the house and i'm like bro i'm hot as hell
0: yep. <laughs> I yep. know what was going yep. on
1: man it was hell i don't want to ever experience that again but I'm glad bro. you're feeling better now, man. I know, I know you're you're like, bro. This this is if this is what heaven feels like. I don't I don't want to feel nothing else because last yeah. last
0: week was hell. Exactly, exactly. And, and so I I still was able to uh you know watch watch the game last week, and I was uh I was you know it it, it was what it was, right? It was an up and down game, and then this week in particular, moving on. I I, I mean honestly, Jamal Taylor Heineke hasn't played very well in any game he started in, right? I know a lot of his fans like to be in my mentions because, uh, you know, I, I tweet during the game and I tweet, you know, what I see. Right. And when something's bad, I make sure you let, you know it's bad for those that, you know, aren't watching, aren't available to watch. And some fans don't like that. Well, today, um, I'm not going to say like the whole saying because it has the A word in it. But uh, Brock Lesnar once said after being Frank Mir that he had a horseshoe up as you know what and he pulled it out and beat him over the head with it. Right. Well, Heineke has had that same horseshoe up his, you know, you know what. And Jamal, I think in that fourth quarter, it was pulled out. And, and I think what happened was what you saw is a, a guy that earlier in the game, you see, he does make he does try to make every possible play. Right. And to a fault, uh, the Curtis Samuel throw should have, is an interception 999 times out of a thousand. Right. Let's just be honest. He, Taylor he said
1: then, that refs should get a game ball after the game. Yeah. He said the refs should get a game ball for that, yeah. for that play. He knew better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and you see, you see the kind of same issues that Taylor's always had, right. Especially with the mechanics. Uh, the, it's not just the arm That's an issue. It's the feet and, and bad feet. Don't eat in the NFL, especially as a quarterback, even some of the best quarterbacks like Josh Allen still struggle with this, but Heineke's feet. Once again, he likes to throw off that back foot, especially under pressure. Remember when I made that reference about spill chili? Well, that's what it was. That's what he is under pressure. And uh, you saw that on the the Thomas throw, just the ball sails on him. And it's it's one of those things where Heineke hasn't really been that good, but Washington has done just enough to win, and their defense has been fantastic. Well, today, your defense is fantastic again. Again, it's really good against a 6 1 Vikings team with so many weapons. It's really good. But you give them the football on the 10 yard line or whatever. And, and, and then, and then you, of course, you know, you, you, what, what's going to happen? Like they're going to score. You give them a team like that, such a short field, they score the offense really, man only had one good drive. It was that drive that ended in the mill touchdown. But other than that, the big chunk play to Curtis that again, like I mentioned, it, it 99, out of a thousand it's picked. The offense is still struggling. And a lot of that, I'm not going to lie, has to do with the quarterback. Just look at the advanced yeah. numbers. So I think, just kind of sum it up in a sentence, the defense looks really good, man, but the offense still looks really bad.
1: <laughs> Here's the, the first I have for, for Washington, uh, Damien, uh, for, for the offense. Uh, five yards – excuse me, five plays punt, four plays punt, four plays punt, seven plays punt, 11 plays field goal. Uh, in parentheses, you only went 37 yards in those 11 plays. Um, yep. and then after that, you have uh one play kneel down. So eliminating the kneel down, we have five drives, Damien. Four end up in punt, and they just so happen to be your first four drives of the game. Um, yep. but it doesn't stop there. You have and, and, and to be to be fair, I guess in the flow of the game, and, and this is actually me talking about the second half. After that fluke touchdown with Curtis Samuel, things start to <laughs> click. Like you have a, a ten play forty four yard drive and 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 we're not excusing the fact that you didn't get that third down and short, right? You didn't get that fourth down and short, um, and you end up uh you end up ultimately um um turning the ball over back to the Vikings. But after that, you have a ten play drive, the one that you spoke on their best their best drive of the game for seventy eight yards, uh, ending in the, the Dax Mill touchdown. But for all of these things, and let me start here because I think this is more important or or an important content conversation uh, that contributes to the larger conversation, John Ridgway, you know, sure. he, there's un, it's an unexcusable penalty for you to have uh, over in, in that, in that moment, in that situation, fourth down, you're getting off the field. Your defense has a, a good drive to not prevent, I mean, to not allow a touchdown and you know, you're over the center after the snap, like you're not even lined up over the center after the snap, you get over the center and you cause a penalty. Right. And for all of the, the the people who have issues with with Ridgeway and wants him cut or wants him to get let go. Think about everything that I just said about this first half for the offense. Think about the 10 play 44 yard drive where the offense yeah. uh, has a good drive, but you can't you can't even convert on a on a fourth and short. There's yeah. a lot of reasons for why Washington and I didn't even talk we didn't even talk about the coaching decisions yet. The, yeah, the, yet. the inexplicable <laughs> challenge call. Um you you call that fourth down, I mean on on the play on the drive that you you have that fourth uh fourth and short that you don't convert. You call a timeout before that, which is understandable, but you don't get the first you don't get the first down. So now you're down one timeout and then after that you call that challenge and now you're down two timeouts and you have one timeout left uh, at the end of the game. So there are several different factors for why Washington lost. And, and it really circles back to it wasn't Ridgway. Uh, he was the last straw, but it wasn't Ridgeway's fault that Washington lost. Your offense is too inept in the first half of games, and it's been a constant factor whether Carson Wentz has been there or whether uh, Taylor Heineke has been there. Uh, this is a Scott Turner thing, obviously, but this is also a, a, a bigger indication that this offense is just completely out of sync, whether it's from the, the way you establish a, a, a ground game or a rhythm or whether – you're finding ways to get the ball to your playmakers. Not, neither one of these are clicking, Damian.
0: Yeah. And, and well, and here's, here's the crazy thing. So I don't know about you, but I think Antonio Gibson's probably putting together, outside of his rookie year, that stretch that he had, he's putting together some of the best football I think I've ever seen him play. Now, I don't know if the numbers will indicate that, but to the eye, he looks fantastic, right? Huge, huge differences in terms of burst, uh, being able to really hit that second level. And and you can even see in the kick return game, man. He just looks like a better athlete. Like he lost a little bit of weight. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but he looks like a, a, a different player. And what I'm not understanding is, I personally think Brian Robinson's a better runner. But running back, I mean, you play football yourself. You know, running back is a position where rhythm. Once you get in rhythm, that's kind of really when you start to work. Well, Gibson was the better man today. So feed. I, I put. I said on Twitter. Put the saddle on the 24 horse, feed it some hay and some sugar cubes and some apple slices, and ro- and wear that defense down. And what did you see? Not that. You didn't see that. They Whether it was between – it was specifically between the tackles. But um, Gibson had showed really good patience today, really good vision, especially on one of those cutback runs. I think it was in the second half. Um, I, I don't know why Scott Turner really – he just has a really poor feel – for the game man and I'm not saying at like as a like if he played in the game I'm saying from a play college perspective he has a very poor feel for it because he's unable to really get this offense ever really in rhythm and really he doesn't get these guys in positions to win it's there's no excuse why Terry McLaurin it's it's like pulling teeth to get the football in his hands or, you know, obviously there's a hot hand in a guy like Gibson, and you're still trying to pepper Robinson in there, but you, you shouldn't be doing that. You always ride who's the hot hand. And with this this amount of talent at your fingertips, I'm sorry, there is no excuse, right? When, you, when you're when you this talented and you have this many guys around you, like, I'm, I'm sorry, you need to figure something out. And right now they haven't been able to. I think it is a bigger than a quarterback issue. I will say um, neither quarterback has been particularly good. Uh, and I was giving Turner that excuse prior to this season, but now I think the the time for that is done uh, because it doesn't matter who's in there. The, the offense has looked inept. I mean, Jamal, the best the offense has ever really looked was when Alex Smith was quarterback uh, with mm. one leg and that offense looked horrible too. Right. So what are we really doing here?
1: Yeah, um high in the key on the day, 15 completions, 149 yards, uh two touchdowns, one pick, three sacks. Um, and we know <laughs> that uh it shouldn't be two touchdowns. Um, it should be one touchdown, if anything. And and who even even after that, who knows if if, if the way the way that interception should have went down, uh down the field to Curtis Samuel, who knows if, if Washington was even in pers- position to score with Dax Mill. But definitely, I would say at the very least uh two two interceptions um for taylor heineke on the day uh but but to your point man it's it, like the, the scott turner thing is one thing um i think one of the, the more egregious things and, and and i will say to be fair to to, to scott i respect the the call to, to to throw people off when you run a, a third in third and nine draw right uh but you only net two yards uh I I I circle back to like how often is this practice because nobody fell for the draw like nobody yeah. fell for it it was like yeah. it was a, it was either a tail um that I'm that that the Vikings probably knew about but it was nothing that was sold on the draw so it's like sure it's a good change up right and and Taylor Heineke is a guy who can get you uh ten yards and and just just as quickly as a running back could um right because of his athleticism but. Thirty-nine. You you look like a fool if it looks terrible, and, and this looked terrible. Didn't have a chance. Um. So yeah. you have that on on your second third down of the day. Um, I think Washington struggled from a execution standpoint, really trying to to keep the pocket clean for Taylor Heineke for a good portion. Um, there was a lot of third down pressures for for the Vikings. So Darius Smith went off, um, just making making his name known in the backfield. Um, uh, who was the other uh uh. uh Daniel Hunter. I don't yeah. know why I even blanked yeah. on his name for a second, but Daniel Hunter, same thing. He made a he made himself present in the backfield as well. Um, there was a lot of uh, that was a lot of issues like from from credit to the defense and, and the Vikings being able to to uh really impact what Washington was trying to do, even the batted passes. Uh that's a result, like there were people who were saying um uh, uh Taylor needs to to have the pocket moved. And and to be honest with you, I think the halftime report from Ron Rivera said it best. And and, and people may not want to hear it, but Heineke just has to get the ball out quicker. There was yeah, several times yeah. where you saw that he just, he just, he just didn't have anywhere to go with the ball. And whether it's like, you you usually see this on all 22, whether or not there was nobody open downfield, or he was just not decisive enough to fit a pass in a particular window. Yeah. You have to find a way to get the ball out quicker too. So to, to your point of how Scott Turner is, like I don't even have to repeat that. Like his rhythm, mm-hmm. his, his his that's always been a storyline. The way he feels a game, like that rhythm has not his has really has rarely been there. Um, and when he does have that rhythm, it's against terrible defenses. Like the the game against the Packers this year was the best one, and and, and I wonder why. Like yeah. that defense, that defense is not good. Um, and then you have those is, those instances last year that was rare. But against the Giants, you're in a rhythm. You look really good. The year before yeah. that, the the Dallas Cowboys, you played them twice when they had a terrible defense and they didn't have Dak Prescott in 2020. You look amazing. <laughs> like you have yeah. these instances where you have flashes and, and people are saying, I, I think I like what Scott Turner is doing. And, and and it really comes down to the quality of defenses that he's playing against, where you know that you can be a little bit more uh, flashy or you can be a little bit more aggressive because that defense just isn't good. Uh, but back,
0: well, uh, yeah, go ahead. You got it. Yep. Well, I was going to say, well, here's the thing. You don't even have to be flashy in in this day and age. I feel to even be considered like like good. I'm not. I'm not saying you like you're saying that. I'm saying in general because a lot of people see <clears throat> what <clears throat> teams like Kansas City um, or Buffalo will do, right? And they'll be like, well, you know, why doesn't Washington do that? To be quite honest with you, Jamal, they they Washington doesn't really have the the personnel to to run a lot of like exotic things, right? And in, in, in my opinion, in terms of like they can do it with their receivers. Um, I don't think they can run something like that, like a, like what Kansas City does with Kelsey for like, um, like maybe with Armani Rodgers, maybe, but I don't know if he's in the same stratosphere as as an open field, you know, athlete or like Travis Kelsey or something like that. Um, but I don't even know if you have to be flashy necessarily. You just need to, like I was mentioning, have a strong feel for a game, for the flow yeah. of a game, plan of attack. Honestly, you need it. Yeah, just like, be just is- be effective. Just be effective. You don't need to get a hundred yards every play. But if you can get six, seven yards on these zone runs or whatever scheme you're running up up front, man, that's just as valuable. And it's like Washington sometimes it's pulling teeth to get yardage. It's like there is nothing quick and easy. Um, there was something I was going to ask you was uh, especially on those third down plays. Does the Washington offense not have many things that the quarterback can check hot to if they can if there are no pressures coming? Is there anything quick they can get to, or is it like? Because it seems like every single time they ha- they're pressured, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, uh, short or, or or anything like that. It's always something that's long developing on these third down plays. So I was gonna ask you, Jamal, do you think like is that a is that a, something on the quarterback or is that something Turner needs to uh, adjust as well? Because I, I, I lose my mind watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird and and to be honest, like it's a question that I I can't answer in a matter of fact but if i was to give my opinion i think it's it's interesting because carson Wentz really didn't have like clearly he didn't have those uh like we always say like where are those check downs or where are those especially when they send like the zero blitzes and i think that was the yeah. bigger thing like when you send those zero pressures or you send those cover one pressures and you send in six plus people at your quarterback uh you're trying to figure out like where is that hot guy and and i think things had changed just a tad bit with, with with um taylor heineke back there in terms of the amount of people that they're sending uh I'm, and I may be wrong. Um, this is me talking after the after the game just ended. <laughs> um, yeah. but uh I think things change just a little bit because Heineke knows the offense more, and they do have uh instances where Taylor Heineke can key in on a particular receiver and I and and I say that to say like that's where Terry McLaurin comes in, um, and things like that. But again, for 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 the commanders and, and Scott Turner for a long period of time this this season to to really not have an answer for those pressures on third down is interesting. Um, again, that's me. This is all me speaking off the top of my head. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like on the on the tape. Um, mm-hmm. but you never really you never really want to have a situation where your quarterback is a sitting duck back there. Um, yeah. and that's happened one too many times with these guys. And I and I understand like that's the the main the main issue. And I guess it all again it comes back to to Scott Turner. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think like it's 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 longer, man, because I'm sure there's many defenses out here like at, during the season to this point, but also even the Philly game coming up and, and even further further beyond that. There's defenses that, that understands that this this offensive line is food. Yeah, um yeah. you can you can take advantage of this offensive line in several different ways. And, and we talked about how the pressure was getting to them on third down, but also those are just natural pressures from from people who were winning. <laughs> um yeah, and and, yeah. and that's kind of that's kinda, that's what really kind of hurt these guys is that it wasn't like true like all blitzing on, on 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 passing downs these guys were getting beaten and didn't take too much to to win in these one-on-one situations for for smith and, and smith was eating on the interior the edge and, like yeah. he had he had his way on several of several of occasions uh damien and 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 i don't know like we, we talk about how 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 so many times that like the way the offense is playing within this three game win streak isn't sustainable. The, the biggest example <laughs> came against the Minnesota Vikings. When you have a 10 point lead late and you know that for all of the reasons in which it took you uh some, some luck to even score your first touchdown. And then like one drive, look, you look really good out of the entire game on one drive. Like, all of your issues throughout this game was exemplified in those last 10
0: minutes. Exactly. Like you,
1: you, yeah. You exactly. couldn't extend. You you had turnovers that should have happened in the first half of the game and should have happened in previous moments in the game. And it all came down within a 10 minute span. And, and that's what really hurt these guys. The, the inability to protect, uh, no flow. Uh, and then you have a quarterback who is, is, who is a, just as volatile. I exaggerated. He could be at times just as volatile, volatile as Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and kind of switching things over to the defense too, uh, really quick. Because we've been we've been pounding the offense here. Uh, yeah. Defensively, man, I'm really just impressed with how this unit has come along, uh, especially with a guy like, in particular, Benjamin Saint Juiced. I know he's a he's a friend of yours. Uh, he's he's a guy that I'm not going to lie, man. I, I think he is one one heck of a player. Uh, Washington hit a home run with that pick, and he is blossoming into you know one of the better young corners in this league. Uh, I, I, even though I think Jefferson had a touchdown uh, today, Jefferson had a touchdown on him, and, you know, he beat him deep. Jefferson, Jeff, Jefferson's arguably the best receiver in the league. Um, and he had many reps, uh, St. Juice did, where he won. He got the better of Jefferson. Um, even that pass interference, I would agree that is pass interference. Uh, but right. I, I don't know how much I like the call, considering Jefferson did go for the push-off. And BSJ still held. It's just, it, it's kind of a weird play. It is pass interference, but also clearly Jefferson's going for the push off as well. Um, but I think overall, I'm really, really impressed with what I've seen from him. Uh, I'm very impressed with what I have saw from Jamin Davis today. I think Jamin's you know, been improving week by week, especially since our first podcast together, uh, where they wanted to make Ron or Jack Del Rio made that dumb comment about him uh, game. Uh, and, and I think in general, man, this defense looks really, really good. I'm excited to see what Chase Young brings. Uh, and I'm hoping Jack uses uh, Chase the way we saw Zadarius Smith use. Zedarius was moved everywhere, man. They moved him, like you mentioned, inside and outside. I hope we see Chase Young in a similar form uh, or fashion once, you know, he gets a couple of weeks under his belt.
1: Uh, yeah, you saw it showing, man. That defense um, was really – they really clamped down after that first draft, man. Like – and I'm not going to lie to you Damien like my my concern heading into this game and and I think it's more so true against Philadelphia like that's that's been my true measure stick for this defense um cuz I, I don't think that this offense the Minnesota Vikings offense is elite but I just think that they're more consistent than any of the offenses that we've faced we've faced over the last 4 to 5 weeks I'd say um yeah. but but to that point um that first Quarter. I mean, that first drive was something where I'm like, "Oh Lord!" Like, yeah, this is this is something that I was afraid was going to happen, and and, like, and even again. And throughout the yeah, and yep. even throughout the the game, um, you have those moments where you're seeing these defenders. I mean, excuse me, these receivers open on the second level. Um, you're seeing these 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 defenders. I mean, excuse me, these receivers have uh, opportunities on the third level as well, and uh, they don't come down with it. But you see those opportunities, and you're like, "Oh Lord, who blew it?" Yeah. Um, or or this receiver just really fumbled an opportunity to make a play. Yep. But back to the point, they clamped down after that first drive. Um, I, I think there was a point where uh they forced four punts after that first drive for the Vikings, and, and 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 four of those punts were uh two, three, and outs. Um, so you had a a really solid opportunity or a really solid performance for 2.75 quarters <laughs> I, I guess and, yeah. or really like three 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 quarters I would just give them three quarters I'll just say three quarters flat um and, and and it's hard to even get mad at them for giving up a touchdown after your the interception that Taylor Heineke throws pins them with their back against the wall you're going up against a a, a quarterback who was very efficient in the red zone uh for the most part with, yeah. with the weapons that he has um and you're telling him uh twice do not allow him to score in the red zone. Um and and they kick a field goal and they score a touchdown. It is what it is. That's seventeen points or ten points. Ten quick ten quick points. If you're telling me that you hold your team, the Vikings, to twenty points in a game where I said in the starting like you have to win twenty, you have to score twenty eight to win it. That's that's where I'm thinking twenty points. Like you're in good shape. Uh, yeah. like Benjamin yeah. St. Juice, uh, a person who had his battles with with Justin Jefferson all day. Um the, the one play where he really gave up a lot of separation was on the slot fade. Outside of that, he's he's in his hip pocket. Uh he's just unable to make plays at the catch point. Uh, but then you have the, the opportunity in the in the second second quarter in the second the two-minute drill where you know he gets his lick back. That's what I said on Twitter. Like you get yeah. your lick back, man. You 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 force a turnover by getting your hands up there at a, at, a, at a well-timed opportunity for you, and, and Danny Johnson uh gets the play or capitalizes on the play that you made. Um, so yep. like these guys were there, man. The pressure was there. Allen, Sweat, Pain, getting plenty of hits on Kirk Cousins. Um, and oh, and like I guess like
0: twenty, they're like almost twenty, yeah. didn't they?
1: Yeah, it, I I don't know the true number, and you you know better than me because I I, yeah. I I wasn't keep I, I didn't see a number per se, but to to that point, even with all that being said, kudos to the Vikings because I noticed it's it's crazy how quickly the Commanders were getting pressure on these guys, Damien, and yet. Kirk, <laughs> um, with all that pressure on him, he's finding ways to get the ball out even quicker than the pressure's getting to him um, towards the end. Uh, and, and and it was kind of crazy to see, like, how efficient and how effective, like, both teams were when the Washington defense was on the field and the, and the Vikings offense was on the field. Like, yeah. you limit Dalvin Cook to what? Uh, he had, I think, at one point heading into the fourth quarter, 10 carries for 30 yards. And, and while he wasn't that effective in the fourth quarter turns from a statistical standpoint, his presence was felt from the pass game and the run game in that fourth quarter when they, when they mounted their comeback um, and, and, I, and that's kind of a problem too. So I, I'll stop there. Cause I said a lot, but that defense really showed up uh, in, in the, the bigger moments of the game uh, for the most part. And, and, and when you, when you ask a team to, to really hold a, a, a decent offense to 20 points and you still find a way to lose when you had a 10 point lead, that is just one of the, the things that can truly hurt you, man. And, and, and I know it's frustrating for that defense.
0: Yeah, hopefully and hopefully kind of close putting a bow on this. Uh, you know, they have what is it? Eight days to prepare for uh, Philadelphia on Monday night. Yep. And that's another offense there. You're going to see again. We're going to see how good this defense really is. That's another offense. I can put up some points um, and I'm excited to see what all what all goes down Um on Monday Night Football, uh, honestly, another game that Washington will be a bit of uh, an underdog. Washington was an underdog at oh, home, so. they will be yes. an underdog again next week. Um, and this is going to be this is going to be another test for this defense that, you know, so far over the last month or so, um, has put together some really strong performances. Uh, Green Bay, what they gave up 14 points uh because, you know, Taylor threw the pick six last week. They gave up 16 this week. They gave up 20 uh, and one of them, you know, they gave up a touchdown when they only have to go 10 yards or whatever. Like, what was it? 11, 12 yards, something like that. Um yeah. It's it's I think right now, man, we're we're seeing this defense start to come up, come, uh, come together. And I'm hoping with Chase Young coming back, I'm very excited to see what he can bring uh, because, man, hopefully this defense, they can, they can ride this defense for a couple of wins, uh as long as Heineke just plays efficient football, but you just need him to score enough. And to and 17, I don't think in the NFL will be enough uh too many times, you know. That's
1: that's literally it. And <laughs> and, and I think I think the, the more important thing is for, for all of the people, and I said this on Trapper Dive, um, and this is the this is gonna be the 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 unfortunate truth of this matter. Um if Carson Wentz is healthy after this Philadelphia game and, and and Taylor Heineke finds himself in another situation where you're talking about um yeah man, he just ain't cutting it. Yeah, Wentz is back. Uh yeah. this is a team like this. Ain't this ain't a three and six team. Like we gotta we gotta remember the scenarios for, for a Sam Howe performance or a Sam Howe outing for Washington was two and seven, three and six, um, yeah. three and seven, two and eight. They're yeah. not there. They're still in contention. So if Taylor Heineke is, is stinking it up, you're talking about a quarterback and Carson Wentz who's coming back, regardless if people like it or not. Uh, and, and regardless of how they felt, how he performed in offense, he is coming back. This team is going to it's going to say, Look, we have a chance to win with with Carson, and we're going to give him that opportunity. So uh they don't care about draft picks, they exactly. care about winning. And and this record uh, and this three-game win streak has con- is, has probably convinced these guys that Carson Wentz deserves a second chance.
0: I, oh, I agree 100. percent Now that'll be a conversation. That's a podcast for another day. Maybe, maybe yeah. once that news comes out, because I'm anticipating he plays again this year. Once that news come out, well, we can do like an emergency pod. Depending on, uh, it'll be on a it'll be on like a Thursday they'll announce it. So. You maybe we oh,
1: can do boy. something like we, that. <laughs> we, ain't hold no, we ain't hold no damn emergency for car- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do that for the owner <laughs> talk. <laughs> hey, but but we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here, I man. That's our thoughts, our instant recap and analysis for the first loss in nearly a month for the commanders. Um Philly's up next. We'll see what they got. Um we'll be back during the week.